You're listening to a podcast from Victory. As we pray, the Holy Spirit demonstrates His power to heal brokenness. Learn more about this message in week four of our series, A New Hope. We are about to get into the message today. Um, It's really, on one part, uplifting to see that parts of our country are beginning to open up and people are able to go back to work. On the other hand, it's also concerning as we keep praying that the virus will not uh, claim more lives and also that people get the necessary goods and services they need in order to thrive. And really, we are also praying for good governance at at all levels of our country. Um, Some good news personally for us, my my family and I have a flight home and uh, just keep you posted on that. And kinakabahan lang kami ng konti sa necessary quarantines, but uh, you know, God's grace is there. I know na kahit makauwi kami, hindi naman parang magkikita-kita tayo agad ulit. But I just feel closer, like a big step closer to being with the church again if we were back in the Philippines. We are on the fourth week of our series, A New Hope. And Pastor Raymond talked about the third week last week, A New Hope Week 3. Kung yung iba sa inyo nalito, parang paano tayo nanggaling sa A New Hope? Paano naka week 4 na tayo? Eh, kakatapos lang ng Psalm 23. And uh, because week one of A New Hope, if you'll remember, and you'll be forgiven if you forget, hindi nga natin maalala kung anong araw ng, ng linggo, di ba? Because of the quarantines. But A New Hope week one was Palm Sunday, where we talked about when Jesus came uh, to Jerusalem. A New Hope week two was Resurrection, uh, Easter Sunday, when we talked about when Jesus died and rose again. Then we took a break to go to Psalms, and then we skipped all the way to A New Hope week three, which was Pentecost Sunday last week. And all of that, I love what that's doing because it's really connecting for us in real time sa panahon natin yung mga pangyayari nung namatay si Jesus, nung nabuhay siya ulit, at nung dumating yung banal na Espiritu when the Holy Spirit came. Because it really was that short a timeline. We read the Bible and we don't, rem- we don't realize that Luke and Acts are like really right next to each other, not in terms of the order of the books, but that's how they were written. The first book was all about, by the book of Luke, by Luke, all about what Jesus did. Ang ni Jesus, ginawa niya lahat to. The book of Acts is all about what the Holy Spirit does through His people. That's what we're experiencing. Uh, that's what we see the Holy the Church experiencing. That's what we're looking for in our lives. And that's what we experience as believers. I want to read from the verse today. From Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. And then I'm going to pray. And we're going to see here how the acts of the Holy Spirit, that's why it's called the book of Acts, how the acts of the Holy Spirit are really the best way to describe this book. If the first book of Luke, Luke is about the acts of Jesus, the acts of the Holy Spirit, talk about the Holy Spirit moving through you and through me. Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he, the beggar, fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. 
and leaping up, he stood up and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Lord Jesus, we ask you to move in us and give us faith to believe that you can move and you will move on behalf of your people. We ask you, Jesus, to uh, even give us the faith to expect you to move every day in our lives, in every setting, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, this text is one of my favorite texts uh, in the book of Acts, and I just love the picture that's being portrayed here. It shows in verse 2 that there's a man who's lame from birth, who's crippled, and he's being laid daily at the temple, uh, at the beautiful gate to ask for alms. What this means is this is a person that he can't walk, so he has to beg. So the best that people can do for him is bring him near the temple and hopefully he gets money. And I guess it works. People do give him money because ginagawa na nga nila araw-araw. So parang siguro, ito na yung palakibutas para sa buhay niya. Ganito siya mabubuhay. And three things I want to point out here that the Holy Spirit allows to happen here. By the power of the Holy Spirit in this story, we see the poor fisherman becomes a powerful leader. The crippling condition is permanently healed and the helpless beggar becomes a strong and joyful worshiper by the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter's a poor person. He, he's the one who says, Look at us. Verse 6, I have no silver and gold. But he says, But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, walk. I don't know if you don't have money, you don't have strength. You might think you might not even have a job right now. But if you are in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit, you have something to give. You have something to give that is more needed and more precious and more powerful than money or whatever else the world is looking for. See, this guy's friends could only bring him there to get money. Peter and John walked by and said, yeah, because all we can ask for is money. But what about healing? What does your family need? What do your friends need? What does our nation need? What could the Holy Spirit do? Do we dare ask? The poor fisherman became a powerful leader. Secondly, like I said earlier, the permanent condition became permanently healed. The crippling condition was permanently healed. That's what we need. We don't need stopgap solutions. We don't need marriages that fall apart, go to counseling, fall apart, go to counseling. We need God to heal. We don't need um, um, mental issues that will, that will come up and then can be subsided when we, when we get our fill of TV series or whatever, but it'll come up again in anxiety. No, we want God to heal things permanently, just like we want to see Him do in our nation. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit does. Will we ask in faith? And thirdly, uh, the thing I wanted to point out is that the helpless beggar became a joyful worshiper. This is what I love about when we have a right understanding of what it means to help the poor. Absolutely, Christians should help the poor. That's what the early church did. That's what our church does. That's what we should continue to do. And yet our mindset is not to just help the poor as static or, or, or permanent recipients. 
What attracts me the most are holistic missions and, and, and foundations that seek to elevate the poor because we believe that they will not stay that way forever, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, they will be transformed, they will worship God, and they themselves will be able to help other people as well. That's what we've seen in the Real Life Foundation. And over and over again, the result is praise to God. And that's what this beggar did. Peter gives him his hand. He stands up. His feet are strong. He goes in worshiping with them. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. This is Acts 3. This is just after Acts 2. You can write to Pastor Ray last week. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the power of this Holy Spirit, the church would grow. And we see all, we saw it in Acts 2, we see it in Acts 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The church just continues to grow. It's just that it grows in favor, it grows in number, they grow in devotion for God, they grow in love for one another, they grow in their service to the, to the poor and needy. Acts 4 has this mind-blowing statement that says there were no poor and needy among them because they all shared their possessions. Um, that's the picture of the church until Acts 8. And that's what I want to get to for this message. Now, because I think in Acts 8, we have a lot of similarities to what we're going through right now. And the power of the Holy Spirit is the answer for us now, as it was the answer for them before. See, Acts chapter 8, verse 1 says this. Acts chapter 7 talks about the, the long speech Stephen gave. Stephen was one of the volunteers in that church. He wasn't a pastor or an apostle or one of the original 12 following Jesus. He was just a volunteer, but he had the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. <clears throat> and he grew in power and influence that people got jealous. And they got threatened by his message. And he was killed. The first person to be killed for his faith in Jesus. And uh, Acts 8 verse 1 says, And Paul approved of his, Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. The church was scattered. This amazing, dynamic, socially responsible, Bible-believing, fellowshipping, loving, reaching other people church was scattered. I don't know what that felt like, but it, it, it seems to me that it's similar to what we're feeling right now. We're scattered. We're all in our different homes. I can't even go home. I, I, soon, I will. But we're all scattered and we can't see each other. And sometimes we might ask ourselves, Lord, why would you let this happen? What, was our church bad? Were we missing something? Did we not do the right thing? And maybe that's what they were saying here. Lord, why would you do this? Ang ganda na. We're meeting daily. We're praising you. Why can't we have favor? Why can't things go our way? Why would things have to turn against us this way and now we can't see each other? It was an undesirable situation. I think about that, about what our church, about our, our plans as a movement for 2020. None of it pushed through. None of it. We, we spent the last two quarters, the third and fourth quarter of 2019, planning for our staff summit, planning for our campus conference. It was going to be amazing. Oh gosh, I was so excited for the messages. It was going to be healing and empowering at the same time. When we were planning it, me and the, the team in, 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 um, in ENC with Pastor Jeng Aguinaldo, Pastor Ian Taguman, we were getting touched, we were getting moved, we were getting excited and, and sometimes teary-eyed because we are like, gosh, God, you're going to do something great? It's gone. It's not going to happen. 
Uh, I think of our plans as a church in Victory Katipun and lots of great plans. Not gonna happen. My own personal plans. Um, we, my wife and I planned 2020 down to the letter. The first six months were so great. It was gonna be amazing. It was gonna be able to balance ministry and family life. Walang natuloy. And we might say, Lord, why would you ruin a good thing? Why would you let an undesirable situation happen? That's a fair question to ask God. I don't know what answer we'll get, but you can ask Him. You can ask Him in prayer. We don't know, uh, but we see though in verse 4, this good result. They're scattered. Saul goes around putting people in jail, putting some people to death. But it says in verse 4, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. This undesirable situation had, had a silver lining. Even as people were being put to death, even as people were being thrown in prison, even as things were falling apart, and maybe the leaders of the church were going, Ah, our church, our church. The people were scattered and they continued to do the work of God wherever they were. See, it's not just about an undesirable situation. It's about unlikely leaders. Because verse 1 is clear. Uh, verse 2 is clear that they were all scattered except the apostles. Except the full-time <laughs> workers, if you will. Except the people who were leading the church. Everybody was scattered. And it was those people who were not the original 12, who were not the recognized leaders of the church, those were the ones who were preaching the word. Who were they? Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Um, and 6 says Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ and the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did who is this guy who is Philip you know there was a disciple Philip who was a follower of Jesus one of the apostles but this isn't that Philip this is the Philip in Acts chapter 6 who was also a volunteer like Stephen who was you know, a follower of Jesus, just a regular follower of Jesus, but he had the Holy Spirit in him and he was scattered because he had to run for his life and he ends up in a place called Samaria, which is the historic antagonistic people towards the Jews and he preaches the gospel to them and then there's a great revival that many of them get saved. Who is Philip? You know, a uh, personal tidbit, this, is the, this chapter, Acts 8, is... What inspired my wife and I to name uh, our oldest son, Philip. He's named after Philip the Evangelist. And it's because we just love this picture of this man who was an ordinary man. Not an apostle. Not a vocational folder. He didn't have Pastor Philip in his name. But wherever he went, he moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. And people's lives were changed. Do you know what? The Holy Spirit is not exclusive to pastors. It's not exclusive to the campus missionaries or people who work full-time in the church. The Holy Spirit, as Pastor Raymond said to us last week, is God's gift to all believers. It's the stuff. It's the, it's the, the magic <laughs> sauce. It's the, it's the power of God. It's God himself residing in all of us. This is the one thing that I personally celebrate the most in this pandemic. There's a lot to mourn. There's a lot that's tragic for us personally, for, for our society, for the world. But the one thing 
And there's, there are some silver linings, okay? But the, to me, the biggest silver lining is that God is showing us that He can move by the power of His Spirit through every believer. And it doesn't have to go through the institutional church. And it doesn't have to go through the pastors. In fact, our job as pastors is to equip you, to engage you, establish, equip, teach you how to do that, and then get out of the way and let you and the Holy Spirit move. And then to celebrate and to guide and to speak into and to point other people to that example because that's what God is doing. I love hearing stories of people right now wrestling with their faith, wrestling with what the Word of God really says, sharing and saying, there's no event I can bring my friends to, but I'm the one who's there. That's it. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the unlikely leader. This situation makes us realize that all it takes is the Holy Spirit moving in us to effectively preach the word. You are not a bench warmer. You are not just a fan. You are part of God's team. And you have the power of the Holy Spirit. That's who Philip represents for all of us. The every person. Undesirable situations produced unlikely leaders. See, that's the thing I wonder. Kung hindi ba nagscatter yung church, makikita ba natin to kay Philip? Feeling ko hindi. Kasi lahat sila, magkukumpul-kumpul lang, eh pag nagkumpul-kumpul sila, isa lang yung pwede magsalita. Kasi, eh, di mo pwede sabay-sabay silang sasalita, di silang kakaintindihan, di ba? So, kailangan may isang mamumuno, dahil namumuno yung iba, walang ginagawa yung iba. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes that happens in the church. Often that happens in the church. See, Filipino culture has this habit of uh, worshiping the clergy. It's not just born-again culture, you know? We, we make such a big deal, but Our families make a big deal. Pag meron kang priest or nun in your, in your family, when, when the, if your family was Catholic, and then we do the same thing with pastors. And if we're not careful, pastors like us, we, 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 uh, we'll, we'll walk into that. And someone will say, Pastor, ikaw na lang mag-pray, ikaw na lang mag-explain, ikaw na And if we're not careful, oo nga, oo nga. That's not true. And I'm so grateful to Pastor Steve for how he founded our church and always reminding us, even in our pastor's training, that's not your job. Do not rob the everyday believer of the chance to hear from the Holy Spirit, to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what our, we're saying to you. That's why this message is so important. That's why even with the pandemic, our bishop's council and our senior pastor said, look, we've got to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what we need. And that's who you have. If you're in Christ right now, you have the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 is the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Ask Him for that power, love, and that sound mind every day in every situation. Undesirable situation producing unlikely leaders who produce unexpected fruit. Verse 5. He went down to Samaria and proclaimed them. And the, with one accord, they paid attention to what was being said when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. Samaria, Samaritans, their enemies, people they would not normally have interacted with. Now they were hearing the message because of the persecution, because of the problem. I think there are people now who are hearing the message of God 
because of this pandemic who maybe would not have heard it in normal times. It's sad. I'm not saying it's yay pandemic. Okay, I'm not saying that. It's terrible. But there are people because of the situation who whose hearts are now being opened because of this. That's for sure. I also believe that there are Christians who are able to pay closer attention to those people because we're not as busy. And this is coming from someone who, who tends to get very busy and lets himself get busy. See, this unexpected fruit comes when we listen to the Holy Spirit and not just follow our own programs and routines. My favorite part of the unexpected fruit is further down in Acts 8, 26-31. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But let me read part of it. Verse 26, An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. <laughs> I, like, I like this instruction. What a terrible Google map. What a terrible ways... Instruction, pumunta ka, papuntan doon, papunta doon, maglakad ka lang. Hindi mo nga alam yung pupuntahan mo, but you walk down this road. This is a desert place. So, okay, and this is Philip. is like, okay, I got nothing better to do. He arose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit, notice what the Holy Spirit does, said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he, the eunuch, said, how can I unless someone guides me? And invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So he comes up and he says, look, I'm reading this Isaiah thing. I don't understand. It's about a sheep who, who died or something like that. What is that about? And Philip takes that opportunity to say, that's actually about Jesus. The eunuch believes and he says, I believe in this Jesus. What do I have to do? I'm assuming Philip told him to repent and be baptized. Then the eunuch says, hey, we're passing by some water now. Look, my body is... And he says, can I be baptized now? And Philip goes, let's do it. And he baptizes the eunuch then and there unexpected fruit because he had nothing better to do because he was just sitting there and the Holy Spirit and the angel said walk down that road okay I'll walk down that road while he's walking down the road the Spirit says lean into this person listen to him then he listened then he heard something then he was able to share you know what sometimes and I know this for my life I'm too busy am I listening to the Holy Spirit and you know what this pandemic has let me do? Listen. What's happening? I've spent three months now with my wife's family here. We have been praying for their salvation for, for so long. And yet, in these three months, because there's no time limited. I, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So we're sitting with them and we're talking at night. We're talking in the daytime. We've gotten to share a testimony. We've gotten to talk about how God has done healing with us. And it's never like a preaching or a seminar. It's part of a conversation. They're listening. And you can tell that God is planting something in their hearts. Listen. Stay. 
minsan kasi masyado tayong busy. Minsan, masyado tayong busy kahit sa church. Now, hindi ko sinasabing mali yung ginagawa ng mga volunteers natin. Nagpapasalamat ako sa mga volunteers natin. Huwag naman tayong extreme. Ganun na social media. Sana hindi tayo ganun. Diba? But what I am saying is when God stops your activity, we have to remember that, you know what? All the activity in the world is not gonna do the will of God. It's what the Spirit is asking me to do. Who is the Holy Spirit inviting you to lean in on at this time? To listen to at this time? Some of you have started this morning. Because I was just talking to somebody yesterday who said that, you know what? Because of this crisis in the pandemic, he reached out to his colleagues. Now they have a small group. These are people this person has worked with for years. And they've been around the same vicinity. But there was never the chance. Now the pandemic has created that. He listened. That was the work of the Spirit. That's what Philip did. And today, Ethiopia can say that they have a long Christian heritage because of this. Because of this one guy. This one guy who's not even a full-time um, missionary. Not even trained as that. He's just a regular follower of Jesus. With the power of the Holy Spirit. Has already broke through in Samaria. Has already planted the seed for revival in Ethiopia. One person. One believer. With the Holy Spirit. Undesirable situations producing unlikely leaders who bear unexpected fruit because of the undeniable power of God in our lives. Acts 8 verse 6, And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. When they heard him and they saw the signs that he did. They heard the message but they also saw the sign. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit at work. It's not just a message that makes sense. It's not just a message that, oh, okay, reasonable. No, there's a sign. There's evidence. There's evidence that people can say, oh gosh, this is undeniable. There's got to be something there. What are these things? These are miracles. We've got to pray more for miracles, miracles of healing, miracles of financial provision, miracles of a change of heart, miracles of relationships being restored, miracles for our nation. Let's pray for that. See that, like I said earlier, 2 Timothy 1.7, the Spirit gives us power, love, and a sound mind. All of these things, the point is not what exactly is it. The point is it's so big, it's so great. It's so beyond our own ability that people can only say, Iba na yan. Just na yung kumikilos dyan. Hindi na tao yan. That's miracles. That's also a changed life. Pag nagbago yung buhay natin, pag nakita nila, alam mo, nagbabago ka, hindi ka ganyan dati. That's the Holy Spirit's undeniable power. Do you know what else I think it is at this time? Especially during this pandemic. Especially with all the people getting angry and, and mad and demanding this and demanding that. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's the undeniable work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know what I think it is also? It's endurance. Endurance to withstand when other people are giving up, when other people's uh, <laughs> to us, hindi. Or kahit malaglag man, magsasorry ka naman. 
because of the work of the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes it takes a crisis, a personal crisis, a massive crisis, a worldwide global crisis to reveal the power of God in our lives. Eh? For people to say, now I know that's true. Now I know there really is a God because you should be breaking. You should be cracking. You should be angry. You should be falling apart. You should be giving up. Why are you still here? And we can say, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would you like to have it as well? You can, through Jesus. That's the power of the Holy Spirit moving inside of us. That's why there is hope. What do you need the Holy Spirit for right now? How do you need Him to move in your life? How do you need Him to change you? Let's pray for that. And let's pray as we close the service. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you did. And thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is moving inside us today. That it's keeping us alive. That it's allowing us to move and act and respond to things in a different way because your Holy Spirit is moving. I pray that you will send us out, scattered though we may be as a church, scattered to different places this undesirable situation it may be lord but you will raise unlikely leaders uh, lord i pray even this week that some of the people watching this will be surprised that whoa what was that and it's because it's the power of the holy spirit moving inside of them and lord i thank you that that's going to be a great adventure to live that way every day holy spirit move inside of us uh, we need you, Lord, the fruit of the Spirit, the power, love, the sound mind in our lives, in everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Or God bless you, you're dismissed. Remember, everything in the Christian life is impossible apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you're in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. So you can do it. See you next week. Thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message. For more podcasts and updates, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app. You may also give through our website and share your prayer requests and answered prayers with us there.